Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Hunter Lowry here. I'm a financial advisor, and my goal is to help you to create a family legacy, not just short-term wealth. Okay, guys, I want to start off today by asking you a question. Are you currently losing money safely? And I know that sounds very, very counterintuitive because those those two thoughts don't really coincide within the investment world, right? We think of safety and not losing money. <laughs> we don't really think about having a safe investment that's constantly losing money for us. Who in the world would wanna do that? Absolutely nobody. <laughs> but I wanna talk to you, first off, we're gonna go with a Monopoly analogy here. Uh, we used to play Monopoly all the time. Been a little while since I played, but uh, growing up, my family, and still at family gatherings, we play a lot of games, card games, board games. It gets intense. We are all super competitive, the entire family. Uh, it's, it's just a really, really fun time. So when you're playing Monopoly, right, what's the goal? Everybody wants to get the three colors together so that you can build some houses and hotels on it and whatever, increase the rent and take everybody else's money, right? So the first thing that you do, you get out of the gates, whoever gets to roll first, they're gonna start to buy up probably, maybe passing the first couple properties because those ones aren't very, uh, they're not gonna make you very much in the long run. <laughs> but once you round that first corner and you start heading towards some more high net worth properties, you're gonna start eating them up as fast as you possibly can with the goal of trying to get the monopoly of the all three of the same colors and again, increasing the rents, just stick it to everybody else and build condos and hotels and everything on them as fast as possible. Well, imagine if you played Monopoly and your goal was, okay, I'm going to just sit on cash and I'm never going to buy anything, anything at all. I'm just gonna hold my money and I'm gonna go around and around and around and around and around and see how long I last. <laughs> no, nobody in their right mind would wanna play that way. Nobody would ever do that. It just sounds like the silliest thing ever. And if you went about that strategy, everybody, at least in my family, everybody would, would make fun of me for doing it. Because what happens, right? You're constantly, every single round you go around, you're losing money safely. Every single time somebody else is building a hotel on there and you know the uh, metaphorical inflation is happening within the monopoly board and rents are increasing and prices are increasing and every single time you go around, you're gonna be paying more and more money out of pocket. So what's the only way to combat that? is to invest on your own, which investing within that game, obviously, again, is buying the properties and increasing the rent on your own. So it's kind of the same thing within real life, as funny as it is, obviously, monopoly compared to investing is not a perfect apples to apples comparison on how you need to go, <laughs> go about investing in the real world. But the funny thing is, it's weird when we get into the real life scenario, how much people really do wanna sit in cash. 
and you're losing money safely. I mean, first off, of course, you don't want to invest every single dime that you have into the market. We've talked about avoiding Murphy and, and having a good cash reserve. So that part of the question, I mean, that is step one, have an emergency reserve above all else before investing, make sure that you're protected. So how much cash should you really have within that emergency reserve? Well, everybody says three to six months of expenses, but where does that put you? It realistically depends on your income and the volatility of unforeseen expenses. If you have a family, maybe you have young kids and you might be living on a single income, maybe one of the spouses is a stay-at-home parent with the kids and you have a couple young kids where, who knows, kids get sick, but you know, things happen, broken arms happen, there's lots of unforeseen expenses, it really makes a lot of sense to be on the higher end of that six-month emergency reserve. If you're single, maybe you don't have any kids, uh, maybe you have a dual income and there's really not a lot of crazy expenses that come into your life, it's pretty easy to tell what you're gonna be paying on a monthly basis, then of course it's easier to be at that three-month uh, end of the spectrum there and not be holding on to so much cash. Again, step one, above everything else, we gotta have this done because when we don't, we're inviting Murphy into our life and that is the last thing that we want. <laughs> but I see this all the time and I talk to people about this a lot. You know, they come in to meet with me and I'm getting an overall feeling of, of where their financial situation is at. And I find quite often that people just hold too much cash. Even not not only within a savings account, but even within their investment accounts, you know, and this was regardless of what's happening in the market. Of course, a lot of people are in a lot of cash right now. But even two years ago, uh, when the market was rebounding astronomically quick after 2020, people were still sitting on the sidelines. And it comes from fear. They're worried about losing money. And maybe it's not even within the stock market. Maybe it's real estate or, or whatever the investment might be. It, that Sitting in a position of cash comes from a place of fear that you're going to lose money if you put it somewhere else, right? But if you're holding on to cash forever, you're losing money every single year with no chance for it to ever grow. And everybody thinks the safest place to hold money is at the bank. We have FDIC insured, all those great things, which is true. It's obviously, it's way better than keeping it under your pillow. I very much hope <laughs> that that's not where you keep all your excess cash. But, you know, within the bank, the average savings account interest on an annual basis is at 0.21%. That's right. I did not say 2.1, 0.21% interest annually. And then inflation right now, year over year, it's at 7.7%. And of course, this isn't normal. We've, <laughs> we've gotten into this a lot about the Fed uh, working to combat that and bring inflation back down. Normally, we're around a 2% uh, year over year inflation rate, but still you're losing every single year your cash is uh, to inflation. So do not lose your money safely. Taking calculated risks within your financial life is a must, but that's the key emphasis here is calculated risks. Not going and putting it all on red or putting it into investments that have a zero track record where, yeah, maybe we could shoot the moon or it could be all gone within a blink of a second. That is not the way to treat your investment philosophy and go about building wealth. And again, I'm not saying that every single dime, even outside of your emergency fund, should be invested in some manner. But those people who have become wealthy and they're able to accumulate larger amounts of wealth, they have investments spread out across lots of different sectors, very much diversified, and they're not sitting on $10 million cash in the bank. I never see that happen. They always have money invested in some sort of a manner where compound interest can take an effect. And you know, it's kind of funny because this stuff isn't mind blowing. It's not like I'm telling you these things and you are saying, 
Oh my gosh, Hunter, that's the golden ticket. <laughs> I had no clue. I shouldn't just be putting all my cash in the bank and never investing. I mean, of course you know this, right? Of course you have a good sense of that. But the funny thing is, people don't put it into action. There's a big lapse between what we know we should do and what we actually do. And that's what I try to help people with is, is covering that lapse and helping them to understand the risks that they're taking on and why they're calculated and why we believe the things that we do and showing people the track record so that you don't have paralysis of analysis just sitting on cash and being in fear and losing your money safely. And if I can help you out, I would love to chat. You can book a one-on-one -on -one discovery call with myself at my website, hunterlowry.com. There's a link to my personal calendar. It's a free call. We'll chat for 20 or 30 minutes and I'll give you some strategies and advice on what I would do if I were in your shoes in order for you to reach your financial goals while taking on less risk. So with that, everybody, it's a great day to have a great day. Take care.